Avengers podcast summer break. Yeah, woo! We're Reassemble Weekly to binge the MCU all in all things third, old, and new. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Avengers Podcast. That is A-B-I-N-G-E-R-S Podcast. Give us a like, a comment, let us know what you think of this show. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear some of your shit. <laughs> You can also find us wherever podcasts are available and at AvengersPodcast.com where you can find out a little more about us and you can find our merch where we have stickers, mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies. Check it out today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I knew I was going to fuck this up. <laughs> Check it out and show your Avengers fandom today. If you would like to support the show, you can find us at Patreon at Patreon.com slash AvengersPodcast. <laughs> Avengers podcast. I promise I can read, guys. It's going we, great. It's going we have, great. <laughs> we have exclusive content only available on our, our Patreon. We have a $1, $3, $5, and $10 tier available. Check it out today for shout outs, access to our Discord, watch parties, and exclusive episodes not found anywhere else at patreon.com slash Avengers podcast. Another way to support the show, consider giving a five star rating on your podcast platform of choice. If you like this show, it goes a long way with us getting eyes and ears on the show, and we greatly appreciate the support. But it's not just me here. And Brandon and Clinton got jealous of my summer vacation, which I am currently on. So I have brought on a guest host who probably could have done that intro 15,000 times better than me. It is Keith. Oh my goodness. I, I disagree. I think you did that fantastically. And when you did flub and we made a little bit of fun out of it, you relaxed right the hell out and you and you did the rest of it with no no qualms, no flubs at all. I think it's really yeah. It's first time jitters. It's oh, all good. I well I I've been asked to do it on the on the Twitch before and I always fuck it up there too. So <laughs> <laughs> just I knew the oh, stakes have never been higher. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thank you. How are you doing today, Keith? Thank you for joining me. I'm doing great. I love that you're doing a kind of a summer. Uh, what, what, what would you call this? Is this a summer fling? Should I say that? I shouldn't say that. Let's say yes. <laughs> summer fling would be like having sex with somebody. Yeah. For the yeah. Summer. You know what? I did hear that. That's what you guys call it down there. Never mind. Um, yeah. No, thank you for having me, having me as a temporary co-host. I adore the hell out of all three of you. But Emmy, the amount of time that I've had the privilege of chatting with you over Discord voice chat. The, the or on the actual episodes, you crack me up constantly. I love your humor. I love your vibes. You fucking rock. And thank you for having me on. This is an awesome chance to uh, give the guys a break. Uh, Moon Knight was big. Multiverse was big. Uh, everybody, all three of you working full-time jobs is hard to do with this. So yeah, anytime that I can help balance it all out or someone can help balance it all out. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, the compliments didn't hurt at all. That was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. But yes. So like I said, Brandon and Clinton were jealous of my summer vacation. So Keith and I got together to try and give them a little bit of a summer vacation. And what better way to celebrate summer vacation than to, to watch some summer vacation movies? And I... Oh, I yeah. I don't know that mine completely fills the brief because <laughs> I was just like, fills the mermaids. brief. Is that a phrase like fills. underwear? Full, full fills the brief full like brief. Oh, not briefs. Sorry. I thought you said something else. Anyways, <laughs> the brief. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I thought summer. I thought mermaids. And so 
Today, we are reviewing the 1999 hit classic Disney Channel original movie, straight to TV, the 13th year. Arguably made for TV. Are you guys about to, are you guys ready to see a bunch of C-level actors talk about find innovative <laughs> ways to reference better mermaid movies? Because that is what this movie does in droves. It's impressive. <laughs> so I don't believe, Keith, that you had seen this before I suggested it. I don't Never. think you'd heard of it. Never heard of it. Never heard and of it. And I don't know why, because they spent millions on advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird, and we'll get into it later, but like my so my from my perspective it was i 1999 i would have been 12 years old turning 13 okay. and at that point i did not grow up very sheltered i sought out movies constantly as a kid as soon as my parents felt uh i could handle it they gave me like a like just grown-ups movies like not not adult let's Poor let's be sure not to say that <laughs> here you go son this one's got the one from anyways uh i just started seeking out things like at this point 1999 i would have been talking about fight club i would have wanted to watch like the matrix i wanted to wa- would have been watching like pulp fiction for my ninth time like this is just not the time when I would have seen a Disney Channel movie because we had Family Channel in Canada, which showed all the Disney Channel movies, but they didn't start coming out until about like 97, 98. So I would have already been 11 years old watching like as many like feature films as I could. So I don't know. This just didn't hit me when I was the age, but I'm also a little bit older than you. So I also get it why you would have seen this readily and on television instead. I, as a kid, didn't have cable. So I couldn't tell you how I saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I must have rented it on VHS from the library or like Blockbuster or something, because there's no way that it would have come across my TV at all. Oh, I did actually hear one of the people I, I made all my notes before scouring the Internet for other people's opinions of this movie. But when I did see a couple of my favorite YouTubers talking about it, one of them did say that they watched the VHS version and the trailer before there are two, there's always two trailers before what my, my uh, fiance has explained to me. They're called DCOMs (laughs) Disney channel comedies, I guess is what that stands for. But anyways, DCOMs. Um, so anyways, the, the two trailers that came before it on the VHS of this one were uh, I think smart house, or something and then a trailer for this movie (laughs) (laughs) which i think is incredible marketing hey (laughs) check it out before you check it out you know i don't i don't think i heard your opinion on the movie because back in the day i absolutely loved this movie and i don't know if i want to say how i feel about it now until after you say (laughs) i would say that i understand its appeal um, for kids that you know you, you can't you can't go out and see a movie in theaters all the time so these got they got these Disney Channel movies to to be played on television makes perfect sense um, I don't necessarily think it's good but I wouldn't necessarily say it should never have been made I'm happy that it was made because I mean cheesy movies with campy acting are fun um, it doesn't hurt anybody I would say uh, there's there's a lot to a lot to love in this um, not so great <laughs> movie. <laughs> so I hope I'm not hurting your feelings right now. You're getting you're so quiet. It's hard to tell. I don't want to. No, you're absolutely not hurting my feelings. And I'm sorry. This movie is actual gold. <laughs> 
I love everything about this movie. All right. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be an interesting chat. All right. All right. There are a couple things that I was like, eh, okay. But like for for the most part, like some of the jokes like actually really hit me. I I still cried at the end. You. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to agree with you until you finish the sentence with that um i i th- there are some jokes that made me actually burst out laughing and i was surprised i think i just let my guard down to the point where i was like into it enough and accepting of the whole the whole fact that it is just uh-huh. made for tv movie the the subject matter is ridiculous but it's not that ridiculous and just have a fun time and then i started laughing uh, really hard at a lot of some of the particular characters uh lines which i will get into later but yeah, I did not cry at the end, but I don't have that nostalgia factor working against me either or for me or for me, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I didn't grow up with this like you did. So there's no, uh, you know, tether to my younger self where I can be like, ah, oh, remember them, them days. Remember them. Good old days. Wait, <laughs> and you said you said you were 12 about to turn 13. I was 10 about to turn 11, I think. When I first saw this movie. Yeah, I think we're two Just years for... apart almost exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For context. For context. So I, wasn't, I wasn't that much younger, but still, yeah. It it really it it hit me in the in the nostalgia. And I've I've watched this. This was one of the movies that I went back and watched when we were all locked inside our houses in 2020. That was <laughs> it was honestly probably one of the first ones. And I was like, I wonder if that aged well. <laughs> <laughs> and when you watched it in 2020. Was it different than watching it today? Because I know you watched it, you rewatched it today, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it was, I wouldn't say it was different, but like I watching it today and knowing that I was going to talk about it on a podcast and it was going to be immortalized forever. I was just kind of like, I don't know, proud of the movie. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't mean to be this big, but here it is. <laughs> knowing also full well that you chose to talk about this movie. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh my god, it's gonna get talked about. <laughs> Disney, Disney's gonna be like, why all of a sudden does everybody want to watch the 13th year, the classic from yeah. 1999? <laughs> because Emmy, the freaking teacher, Fimmel on the Bingers Summer Break podcast, decided, I love it. decided, <laughs> decided, decided. All right, so. Uh, apparently this movie is too old to have a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is sad. But if you had to guess, what do you think the audience score is? 62. Oh, you gave it so much more than the audience gave it a 54%. You rude well, that, sons you, of bitches. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say like that still, you know what? That's be grateful for that 54 <laughs> Because audiences online can be mean sometimes. And I'm glad that people, fans who clearly watched it, uh, got their vote in enough times that that (laughs) that number was as high as it was. I was impressed to hear that. Um, I am that bitch. IMDb gave it a 6.6 out of 10. That's not bad. And 80% of Google users like this movie. So that's all people who are me (laughs) that are just like, yeah, that movie was fantastic when I was 12. How do you even submit a Google review? Like what? I have no clue. Okay. Well, the, uh, these people do know, and I'd be curious. You said 80% or 88%, 80%. So 80%. does it show how many people that is actually made up with? 
like how many people said yeah i like this movie or yeah, like just- how many people stated that whether you know gave it a rating at all and then how did it get to 80 percent with those 10 people i'm gonna look real quick because now i'm curious <laughs> right it's baffling um oh you just click a thumb <laughs> <laughs> i mean you just I- yep thumbs up i just liked it oh <laughs> I just like it. Now so. you're telling me now it's up to 81. It's probably 81 now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm assuming we're gonna go through this chronologically. Did you take your notes? Let's do it. I took my notes in the order in which they happened. Yes. Okay. So I, I want to give props real quick, first of all, to Brandon for what he does every single week for the on the podcast like <laughs> just, i mean the intro alone obviously is a struggle bus for me so like props for that and then second of all this is it's gonna it this is gonna be a different kind of episode all right we're on the beach we're on summer vacation i can uh, hear the seagulls now yeah so they just, want my uh, fries <laughs> <laughs> so just uh uh strap in <laughs> um okay so we start off we've got uh dude sees the mermaid and he's like that's a really big ass fish and he is going to try to catch this fish realizes it's a mermaid mermaid mom gives up child what are we what are we thinking here (laughs) because obviously the beginning i was like this is not oh no (laughs) i you know what if i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out one of the few positives i have you ready Okay. When they shot Ooh. a <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I That's there okay. I'm okay. sure I'll find more as we go, as the the worse I feel about my own opinions about this movie. <laughs> 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 change your opinion. It's okay. One of them was um they have a mother mermaid carrying a baby underwater, and you would think, okay, that's how are we going to shoot that? How is that going to look? The baby can't obviously be underwater. That'd be crazy. So let's shoot it in a way that the kid looks at it. I don't know how they did this. I assume it was some kind of filter screen in front or maybe a tank of water in front of a close-up shot of the baby being held. But hell, did it look better than most scenes in Aquaman. I am impressed with the fact that it looked good underwater and I didn't care about there being bubbles or, or the, you know, for such a simple scene of a mother and a, a mother mermaid holding a baby. I was like, good job. Good job, 1999 Disney Channel straight to TV movie. That was impressive. (laughs) I mean, that's a fair point well made. (laughs) And notice that I brought up Aquaman without once mentioning Amber Heard. And now we're back. Now I've done it. Never mind. Yeah. Fucked it up. Sorry. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I feel like mermaids would not face all of the issues that they face if they just stayed deeper in the water. Like, why? Why this, she... this crazy fisherman has sonar and ra- and radar and he's sonar. looking for that. I don't know if he has sonar, but he's got radar. Yeah, no, I don't it's know. A sonar fish finder. <laughs> he's that like, was like the name, the brand name. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot more info than I do, and I should have made more notes. <laughs> but my, I think Sorry, I was like, ahead. I need to take, I, I need to take a lot of notes. I feel like he <laughs> took a lot of notes. <laughs> I did. I did. I promise. Okay. I, I actually, this is the cue for the best line. The first line that made me laugh. 
um, when the mega hat wearing fisherman says, you know, if I didn't know better, that fish was half human. <laughs> and I had to go, are you kidding me? The guy said it. Uh, I, and I was like, this movie's charm is poisonous. What's happening to me, Emmy? What's happening? And I was worried for a second. I thought I liked it almost. Can we talk about the fact, too, that as soon as I say I saw Dave Collier, <laughs> I was like, OK, so completely you, forgot. You forgot what? That he was in this movie. Oh, oh, this I mean, talking about completely forgot. I didn't know to begin with. And when I saw him, I was like, cut it out. This is my favorite <laughs> of the three dads from Full House. I was a weird nerd as a kid. I thought Joey was funny. No matter how much actual talent Bob Saget had or how sexy John Stamos was as a kid, I thought Joey was supposed to be the cool one. So on Full House, I was rooting for him and Mr. Woodchuck to have more (laughs) scenes. Right? Yeah. Anytime that fucking puppet would come out, I'd be like, yay! (laughs) Really excited. I, I once had a conversation with somebody where I couldn't remember his name. I was like, you know, he played the fun uncle on Full House. And I had Bob Saget, John Stamos. And I was like, you know, the other one could not think of his name. And Coulier is apparently how it's pronounced. Okay. Well, Dave apparently Coulier. my phone was listening to me. And the next day I was scrolling through Facebook and it was like, what is Dave? Coulier. Coulier. <laughs> What is he? What is he? What is he up to now? Oh, what and I was like, say? well, that's that's the name. Oh, I don't. I didn't read it. I was just like, <laughs> my phone is listening to me, <laughs> and that's rude. <laughs> you were so you were so like you're like I'm not even charmed by this helpfulness. No, no. <laughs> in this moment, I just hate Big Brother. I okay. didn't ask for your help, Siri. <laughs> I also loved that. He crashed into the lighthouse rocks because of seeing a mermaid, which yeah. is mm, mythologically correct because mermaids are sirens and sirens are mermaids ish. Yeah. Yes, that is what, yeah, the, the, the like horror version of a mermaid is a siren. And if you ever had a chance to check out a little known movie called The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, holy crap, that movie's insane. But it does have a good, a good and accurate historical reference to what lighthouse attendants and what sea captains and like just this the that culture uh believed back then about the the mythology the mythology of a siren or a mermaid they are not uh not friendly at all they're they're bad news they're scary they're curses damn yeah and it might you know what chalk it up to misogyny i don't know but they just didn't like (laughs) mermaids or the idea of them Big John Wheatley, this fisherman who sees the mermaid to begin with and crashes into the rocks, like you say, he's not painted to me clearly as a villain almost ever in this movie. Like he rarely gets the villain edit that you keep. It's almost like edging. Like you think he's going to get the villain edit and then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And then in the like last and we get to it, but in the last like, maybe 20 minutes of this movie, suddenly he's really bad for a minute, but otherwise he's just kind of misunderstood. And I finally, he's like yelling at the mermaid. You're beautiful. This is awesome. He's so excited to see a mermaid. And then he crashes and he's not that bad a guy. He didn't hurt it. He doesn't want to eat it. 
<laughs> it's it's fine. But anyway, he just wants he wants people to believe him. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I do. I do feel like he's very misunderstood. Hmm. Family finds the baby in their boat. Woman says she wants to name it Cody. Okay, thank you. Nineties names <laughs> that were <laughs> extremely common. So we see that this baby has grown up. He's you know probably about twelve ish. I don't know. Like maybe they'll tell us in the movie. Um, and he's working on their their tour boat uh, business. Um, and he cannot. They cannot get this boat to start. And he's gonna be late for a freaking swim meet. And so. He's got to do whatever it takes, which apparently it is dive into the water, get on a ferry, run down the street, wet a shit. And, you know, what he did. He did it and he got second. <laughs> so, like, was it even worth it? Exactly. <laughs> the, the fact that the freaking kid who's going to become a merman, merperson, who cares? The he doesn't even beat the other guy. Oh, my gosh. He does swim faster than the ferry, which for shooting purposes was clearly parked in the middle yeah. of the damn water. <laughs> yeah. Let's have this teenager just jump in and swim faster than the ferry and I'll act surprised. That's fine. Uh, whatever. But yeah, the poor tiki boat that never gets mentioned ever again. His parents run a tiki <laughs> boat tour. Never gets mentioned. Well, and the, the woman who's like, we should have taken off 20 minutes ago. On the last boat I was on, we had snacks. Do you guys have snacks? Like, bring your own fucking snacks, Karen. Like, back off. Seriously. seriously. We're obviously and, having engine trouble. Exactly. <laughs> and and Uncle Joey's doing his best to, like, make it comical, despite the fact that the engine is smoking and no one has left the dock. And he's like, I need, like, a fire extinguisher and some duct tape. And some um, tape. It's fine. <laughs> It's like, Uncle Joey, you're the best. Good for job, real. Man. For real. Like, just get on the boat and do some stand up for us. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. all be entertained. It's Bring, out Mr. <laughs> Bring out Mr. Woodchuck. Bring out Mr. Woodchuck. Okay. I have an issue. I have an issue here. I was a swimmer in high school, I was at and in middle school. Nice. Um, Swimming is not like a sport like football where it's like you uh, have playoffs or something and like, oh, if we knock these people out, we go to state. Um, <laughs> state is more of like an individual thing. So like you have to meet a, a certain threshold to go to state. Mm -hmm. Swimming is a much more individualized sport than what they are portraying. <laughs> well, it confused the shit out of me because he's both competing against his schoolmate who is his friend i can't tell yeah. this guy's a dick yeah <laughs> sean i think his name is. is a frenemy i guess in, when you're 12 you have frenemies but anyway i just laughed at how much the coach was like and i've seen this coach in like a billion things this guy's like a no name an actor that i bet you no one knows the name of but he's in like unless they're relative of his but like he's been in mikhail's navy he's been mars attacks wings drew carey show little giants weird Al little giants show. yeah like yeah pearl harbor he was in. like he's been in a shit ton of stuff but no one knows this actor's name and i feel terrible but i was I like good for him i can tell you his name in this is a coach yeah. It's, it's coach, probably right? coach. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. And he's, but yeah. he's acting like it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like we have to go out there on that green, I mean, pool. <laughs> we have to beat this team. Oh, it's just, it, it was really odd. Also, the fact that they had a starting pistol, the 90s were their own thing. That was yeah. way before 9 11. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
9-11, the next week, all the starting pistols at middle schools were taken away instantly. They were like, it's it's a threat. Get them out of here. Well, I was on the middle school swim team because 9-11 happened my, that would have been my seventh grade year. But even, okay, I, I've swam since I was eight. And yeah. we never had a starting pistol ever, ever. I don't think that's a thing. Like an air horn? Movies. No, a whistle. A whistle. There you go. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Starting pistol. And Ridiculous. I do. Ridiculous. I got I to gotta shout out. I did notice that they were not Speedo sponsored. They were tier sponsored. And those are the two big like swimming gear companies. But like all their swimsuits and everything and their caps and everything were from tier. Which from is. T- okay. It's, tier yeah like tier or like top tier like tier like, like a tier, single tier crying like, like tier top. like the norse god tier that's a norse god mm-hmm. were they in a thor movie um loki is brothers with tier and i want to say that but like i also am not sure because my swim coach <laughs> in high school <laughs> and her husband who was my middle school swim coach they had all of their, they were Norse. And so all of their kids were named after Norse gods. And so wow. their kids were Loki, Tyr, and Vidar. Oh, but Tyr, yeah, Tyr, not after the swim gear company, but after the Norse god. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Just <laughs> a little bit of background information on me and my swim coaches. <laughs> Very cool. I uh, did not play sports. The I end. didn't either. I mean, the swimming's that's a sport. Yeah, but like, I can't with balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finally, you find a, a sport without balls and you're like, I'm going for it. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't good at it. I, it was, I just did it. Fair enough. I, like, I mean, I grew up with a pool, as privileged as that sounds, but um, I, I did not, I never thought of it as like, I never thought of swimming as something that I needed to do faster than anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, hey, whatever, whatever, just cool off, and, I cool off, I blow a, make a water balloon, and then I throw it out again. It's fun. Well, and you say in in Canada, growing up with a swimming pool, you got to use that what, like two weeks out of the year? That's right, two weeks. We packed it right back up. It was super worth it. The <laughs> bills were stacking up, and we were like, is this two weeks? Is this? Are we really getting what we need out of this swimming pool? I mean, this is way before uh, climate change. We don't have to get into every political issue on the planet tonight. So let's, I won't. But uh, one thing that makes me laugh is Cody's lines. Did you not wonder when you first saw him speak? You watched this movie today, right? Yes. When he first has his lines and then continuously has lines that aren't facing the camera. Did you wonder if he had an accent they were trying to hide or maybe they were trying to hide like bad delivery? Like they ADR'd most of his lines afterwards. They just audio, just put it in. And I was like, did, did they suck that bad or did they not make sense the first time? And so they're like, oh, we'll just have him come back and re-record. There's so many, so many times when I was wondering, when is Cody going to face us when he speaks? I think I think the biggest like the point when I realize it the most is when he's trying to wash the scales off and he says something like, what is this? What's going on? And then like he like looks in the mirror and says something and it sounds completely different. But you're you're completely right. There are <laughs> multiple times that they were adding in 
audio. And it makes sense to me with large crowds, big rooms full of people. If you're not going to have a huge budget for a movie, then you record the visuals first. You get audio of people cheering and audio of people saying a couple lines later. That's fine because it's hard to mic an entire room full of people that well. But mm-hmm. if it's one shots where he's just in his room by himself and he couldn't deliver <laughs> it first, right the first time. And they're like, yeah, Cody, you got to come. Or sorry, Chez Starbuck, you got to come back and record this again and he's like yeah no it's no problem i've been getting an acting coach to teach me how to do it better the second time and which is true by the way what is true that he got an acting coach like halfway through this movie much like zach efron did between high school musical movies like from one to two apparently he learned how to act (laughs) which high school musical was also a i'm pretty sure a disney channel original movie it was yeah okay Uh, Um, probably still their biggest hit to this day i'm sorry after the 13th year absolutely not (laughs) Um, we're all in this together i mean we're all (laughs) (laughs) Um, that does that does make sense so because i was looking because they they look familiar to me and it's because i've watched this movie more than once Mm. and so uh, like Sam and Jess and Sean and Chez. Nope, that's not his name in the movie. Cody. Like none of those actors really went on to do much of anything. Sam did a lot of video game work. Yeah, and I saw some that. voice acting. Yeah. But, like most of them were like done by 2001, 2002, just like hanging out. They can't all be Shia LaBeouf, you know? Uh, do they all <laughs> want to be? <laughs> <laughs> try to shy away from that uh, if you can disney children yeah get, get your one to three you know what become a jonas brother they're doing quite well yeah camp yeah. rock <laughs> oh the jonas brothers i used to hate them but they are really <laughs> yeah they're really growing on me yeah. all the kevin <laughs> They get done with the swim meet. Kid falls in the pool with the sousaphone. Keith, you've got something here. I can tell. Before, sorry, before it was a sousaphone. No, uh, before that, tuba. <laughs> you can tell that the kid who is supposed kid Sam. You could tell which one before we ever learn her name was supposed to be the love interest because she's the only female in that sideline of of characters cheering him on that doesn't have a swim cap on. They just take the swim cap off to show her braided hair or whatever. And the rest of them just stay just totally automatons just across the board with their swim caps. You cannot tell any of their characters apart. Anyways, moving back. Kid with a bassoon or whatever. Speaking speaking of the swim caps, though, Sean does not understand the importance of a swim cap because all of his hair is coming out at the bottom and the... You put a swim cap on to make yourself bald so there's not water resistance so you can swim faster. And what are you doing, you big dummy? But like Emmy could have won. He won. He's but he could have won by more. He could have won by more if he just hid some of that, some of that swimmer's hair. Some of his hair, yeah. Damn. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it's that was a dumb point, but Sean, no, it 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 proves that they've been trying to give him the villain edit from the beginning. Yeah. They're like, he doesn't even know how to use a damn swim cap. This guy's evil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
kid falls into the pool with a tuba that i mean like that goes all the way around you yeah. um and uh the coach sees and says somebody save him and walks away which you know as a teacher like that's totally fine like i'm sure that kid will be alive sure cool <laughs> um and we see that uh so Obviously, Sam and Cody've got a thing. Let me see. Weird dad being weird dad again. Oh, yeah. And poor uh, Big Joe. What's his name? Wheatley. Wheatley is getting um, bullied by his friends who are adults. Like, come on. Do you recognize these two adults? Oh, God, no. Okay. guy that talks to him starts making fun of him for being a mermaid-believing kook um, is a guy that I grew up watching on a show called Oblivious named Regan Burns. And he's kind of an improv actor, kind of a comedy actor sometimes. He's been in Sunny like once. Um, but he was on a show called Oblivious, which was a hidden camera game show that he would ask trivia questions and people on camera with him wouldn't know that they were playing for money until they until the end of the sketch. So he would like ask them a couple questions while interacting them with them as a gas station attendant or like a, a grocery store got clerk or something. And then he would give them money at the end and they'd be like, what the fuck? Like it would be it was really a clever show that lasted maybe two seasons, but he was the guy. And then the other guy is Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hot damn. That's oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, okay, okay. I need to get one of them. Yes. I need to know one of the two guys. <laughs> Scully, oh my god! Because I saw, I saw him, and I was like, "Holy buzz cut, shit!" <laughs> that is, that is a buzz cut. That's a lifelong decision. Apparently, he has been choosing because yeah. that's how he makes his monies. Because he's the guy willing to live his life with a buzz cut. <laughs> so they make fun of dude, which I that's I mean it's rude. Like, it is. It's bullying. Because I, I believe in aliens. And honestly, I believe in mermaids. We've sure. looked through, like, what? 1% of the ocean? Like, who's to say there's not? Yeah. I, I believe I, in dinosaurs. I believe, yeah. And if dinosaurs are going to make people be like, oh, well, that's different, though. It's like, come on. Is it, though? Yeah. Look it up. Dinosaurs, mermaids, we don't know. Who Can you hold your breath that long? You're going to go find uh, mermaid fossils <laughs> They're down there. Just just swim deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> um, Bigfoots. Those are those are a thing, too. They're huge. Their feet yep. are enormous. And Elvis is still alive. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jess walks in and is like, can you help me dry out my sousaphone again? <laughs> <laughs> True. True. And that's. That to me, that joke got stomped on the fact that he says again. And this this is my favorite character, by the way. Jess. Yes. Yes. Jess yes. the nerd. Fantastic. <laughs> Some people online call him like a great value version of Squints from Sandlot. And I disagree. This character, though, he might have been a one hit wonder and didn't go on to do many more roles. He was he was written great in this movie. Yes. Probably my favorite way that anyone in this movie was written. But he comes in and he says that. But that is the most lackluster reveal which should be a huge reveal that the guy who's known as the town kook who saw the mother mermaid the the mermother years 13 years ago i don't know how i remember how many years but um (laughs) (laughs) he walks in and he's like you're my dad and then walks out and it's like okay now we know why this scene exists is just to show that jess is the son 
of Big John Wheatley. And that's all we know now. And that's fine. That's fine. But it was just, it was so just a throwaway moment. Like clearly this kid's going to be the comedy, the comedic relief of the movie. But like seconds after you're introduced to him, he's like, he's shown to be calling Big John Wheatley dad. I'm just saying that's all the, the villain almost like he's painted to kind of be like the villain of the movie kind of sorta yeah all right so then they go to school the next day and cody griffin is just the bee's fucking knees man like he is the most popular guy in school and like oh my gosh sam you're so lucky to be dating cody griffin because he's the most popular guy in school which makes you the most popular girl in school i'm sorry (laughs) gotta make a point real quick who you're dating does not define your personality ah and that really hurt me i was Mm. like that no you're dating the most popular guy in school which makes you nothing like you have to define yourself not define yourself based on who you're dating sorry very very true and i think i think as people try to figure out because that's that's when most people are first really dating is in like middle school high school so they don't understand they they don't understand the importance of or or what's supposed to be important about who you're seeing and yes, they, but I'm I get still that. gonna drag so, that middle school girl but, but yeah drag her that's fine <laughs> just 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 completely destroy her uh verbally but that's um <laughs> what i was gonna say is think of how shitty a person <laughs> sean has to be if he won first place and always has and yet Cody is somehow the most popular kid in school. Everybody thinks Sean's a piece of shit is what I've learned. <laughs> and that's fine because he is. It's very true. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> which which is, is very much shown by when um, he talks to Cody about like, oh, it must be great to be on top of the whatever. And he's like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the king of the world. And he's like, you know, he dies at the end of that movie. First of all, fucking spoiler alert, asshole. <laughs> Way to do it. And 1999 was a very different time. You can do a Titanic reference without using the word Titanic in 1999. (laughs) When things were simpler. Yeah. I I did this time around. I was like, that would have been really shitty foreshadowing had Cody died at the end of the movie. (laughs) And also also a really shitty Disney Channel movie in general. (laughs) My God. I just started liking this 13-year-old kid who's turning into a... Oh, my goodness. He got sucked into a fucking boat motor. No! (laughs) This, by the way, is R-rated. First (laughs) Disney Channel version. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing is just like, be careful around marine life with your motorboat. (laughs) Cody wasn't aware, but you can be. (laughs) (laughs) all right so we end up in a biology class and they're gonna talk about marine biology what more foreshadowing oh weird it's so crazy (laughs) and wait oh the popular kid is paired with the unpopular kid whoa not a trope at all what was the name of the instrument that that nerdy kid plays sousaphone a sousaphone and when he turns around to find out who his lab partner is um, that is the sound that's played for comedic effect. And that was one of the parts that I burst out laughing. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hi. <laughs> it's like, perfect. Perfect timer. It's good shit. Um, I laughed at the fact that he says under his breath, because you can't, like, I personally did not find Cody very likable 
until much later. And I can't tell if he's supposed to be cool or supposed to be too cool for school or supposed to be like, he just seemed like a dick. And then he says, which was kind of funny. They're trying, they're almost painting him like a dick when he's not even being a hundred percent. He's dick. He's getting the dick at it and he doesn't deserve it. And it's weird because he says, the teacher says, Oh, we're going to be learning about marine biology. And he says under his breath, and it took me many times to understand what the fuck he said because he looked away from the camera again and he said that they ADR'd it. But he says, Fishes. I thought he said fishes and sealed and plankton. What he said was fishes and seals and plankton. Oh my. And the teacher said, <laughs> The teacher stopped at his desk and said, What was that, Mr. Griffin? Like he just said the C word. And I was like, What? Why is she so mad? She's so angry because, like, if he just repeated himself, I feel like she would have been like, oh, that's funny. I like that. (laughs) Instead, he says, "Uh, I'm looking forward to marine biology and then turns around again and says a classic 90s joke. Not. Not. (laughs) Just immediately took me to uh, watching Borat. Borat, yeah. (laughs) He learns about the not joke. Not that suit. My suit is gray. (laughs) <laughs> not not <laughs> what a great movie yeah um okay so he makes a comment like hey my birthday is whenever nerd you can stop by if you want to yeah and so we flash forward to his party and it's going real well and uh he gets a present from his his lover <laughs> Can you say lover at the 12-year-old? 12 years old, you're like, he gets a present from his lover. Love his love interest. Is that better? <laughs> Sorry. That's so really funny. Um a present from his love interest, and then they are mean to the little nerd. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Yo, you go first. I'll dial back. Oh, well, I was I was just gonna say I'm calling him a little nerd. So I know I'm being mean to him too. Well, he is littler than the rest of them. They're all nerds. They're in a TV Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very, very true. Very true. But his his girlfriend, we don't even know how long they've been dating. It could have been a day. His she gives him a picture of herself. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Please tell me you have an opinion about this. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Listen. Yeah. Go. Okay. Um, do not give me a plant as a present, but 100% absolutely under no circumstances do you give me a, a picture of yourself or your family. I'm sorry. I'm, I, and I sound like an absolute asshole, but as someone who I, I am a single person, my, both my brother and my sister both have families and I think that they have both figured out that that is an acceptable present on Christmas and all they have to do is buy the frame and then take a nice family photo and that is okay to give my parents. I am not going to give my parents my fucking school photo in a nice frame every ah. year and it pisses me off that they get off that easy and I don't. 
Well, I feel like as far as a, a coming of age story or like, hey, this is we're all growing up and learning what to do and what not to do. Here's something you don't do. This was a, le- a lesson for all the all the Sam like people or people who related to her in the movie. Don't give a picture of your fucking self. You're, he's not in it with it's not a shared moment or anything. That, yep. it's just here's me. And then she's like, but there's more. I'm going to kiss you. On your thirteenth birthday, but that's you great. You have to open it. <laughs> yeah, and then he shocked her with his fucking lightning lips. Good for Cody. Completely not un- understood at all. Like completely. Yeah, I just make some comment about electric eels, but like we don't explore that at all anymore no, than that. No. Everyone would die. Pokemon knew that water type are weak to lightning type. And that yet this movie couldn't have taken a freaking three second class to learn that lightning. Anyways. (sighs) (laughs) Anyway, I just think that her gift was quite shallow. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. You see what I did there? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) clever. Clever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm not, I'm not saying that my brother and sister are shallow because they are giving pictures of like them <laughs> and my mom and stepdad's like grandchildren. But like, also like at this point, I have a stack of photos <laughs> that are in frames that like, I just, I don't have the space for them anymore. Like I'll display like the, the newest one. Yeah. But then like, what happens last year's? You want me to to display that too fair fair do you do you own or rent where you live own okay well then damn i was gonna say you could just give up the you could just say that you're not allowed to put any more screws or nails in your walls but you own so yeah you could do that if you <laughs> want <laughs> it's okay i don't invite my family to visit at all. <laughs> oh, okay never mind we're good yeah so they don't they don't they don't know, uh, but I, I like I do. I the most recent ones I'll put out, but like it's like like I don't know, like nine years ago. Like I also got a family portrait of y'all, and like what am I supposed to do with that? And then I've had eight since then. Like it's just a lot of space that it takes up. I love my family. I sound like a horrible person. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. It's everybody. It's a. It's a thing that's changed over the years is someone who who used to work at a photography store and people got less and less prints of their pictures people that's why photography stores or printing stores have died since is there's no no need now because you can find your photos anywhere and in a way does it make it less less special or less there's less ritual to it or a different ritual to it but if you want to go through your old photos you can easily just bring them up at any time on one of your many social media places but yeah, yeah people yeah, are like exactly i got to get a scrapbook or like if i wanted to show and be like hey this is my brother and his family and this is my sister and her family and these are my nieces and nephews yeah my niece and my nephews i don't have nieces i have one <laughs> You do have, you have one niece. I have one niece. Not plural nieces. Not plural nieces. Got it. (laughs) But yeah, I, yeah. Plants, no. Pictures of anything, honestly, please. Picture frames, sure. Okay. But like, don't tell me what I'm supposed to put in that picture frame. Exactly. And don't give me, don't give me 
a freaking live chinchilla. I'll tell you this much because that is, I never asked for a an, an pet with that much energy. I don't, I get that they somehow wash themselves with sand, but I don't want to understand it. Enough yeah. of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Give me something I want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just ask me. So the, the nerd I'm doing air quotes. I have to explain. Audio uh-huh. listeners, yeah, yes. shows up to the party, and the frenemy Sean or Chuckles, as I will call him, because he doesn't <laughs> stop laughing at his own. <laughs> you know, he dies at the end of that movie, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up, Sean. Uh, yeah, so he says uh, he knows the kid's name. He knows Jess's name, and yells out, "Hey, Jess!" And then like makes fun of him. Cody yeah. doesn't even know Jess's name. Cody is the villain of this movie. It is like Christmas with the Cranks. Or my best friend's wedding. He is the Tim Allen or and or Julia Roberts of this movie. He's the villain of his own movie. Damn. I mean, point. he does he does not stop the fun making of Jess for sure. Yeah. <laughs> my opinion yeah. changes as it goes, but right at this point in the movie, I wrote down I don't like Cody and I don't know why I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'll agree with that because it, it it's very much like uh he's your biology partner and like yeah you guys haven't really like talked anything but you did save his life and like you did tell him to come and now your friend's making fun of him like you shouldn't join in on that like you you fucking told him to come yeah you you have the ability to prevent forest fires exactly yes and this that. is what he needs to hear about bullying yes only you and Night ends in his room. His parents are being real sweet and like, oh, 13, like you're a teenager now, like everything's going to change. And I love the parents in this movie. Like the parents are, they're they're adorable. They're so cute. And he does say, close the door on the way out. And they totally don't. (laughs) Which is really rude of them. But they also... Um, they're like, oh, you've got one more present, and it happens to be from Jeff's, and it is 20,000 la- 20, leagues under the sea, which the kid who plays Jess was in a Crayola version really? of 20,000 leagues under the sea. So that was kind of like an Easter egg, I guess, back in damn Disney Crayola. Dreams. Yeah, I'm pretty what sure that's right. What does that even mean? Like a, <laughs> like a crayon movie? No, I think that they did like a probably like a wishbone version. Like they like made it into like a TV episode or something. I forgot about wishbone. Wishbone oh. is my jam. Oh, nicely done. Thank you for bringing back a part of me that I thought was long dead. <laughs> God, I loved I loved wishbone. Loved wishbone. It was so good. Um, okay, so next morning, now he's 13, and he shocks the crap out of his alarm clock. Yeah. I don't, I still don't understand. I mean, yeah, lightning powers. I mean, let's let's go over it, okay? He's got fish powers, which means, obviously, that he has both lightning powers and he sticks to walls. That's <laughs> Famous, what fish do. Famously fish things. Yeah, yeah. When I had a little goldfish gro- growing up named Thumper, I'm sure that if it jumped out of the fishbowl, it would stick to my ceiling. I'd never know where he went mm-hmm. if, in case I just happened to look upward. But my God, the they stretch. They stretch. 
the abilities because you know what i think they realized when they were writing this movie in the writer's room they were like mermaids aren't that interesting we should (laughs) we should give them powers that make no sense (laughs) (laughs) the the nerdy kid will explain it later (laughs) that's fine yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) jess has got us later i okay so he's got he shocks the alarm clock he's got the spider-man moment with the milk which that was also weird but then i just i love the parents were like saw him looking at his hands and then also looked at their hands they just joined in like i think the mother wondered i never realized how interesting hands are (laughs) and a part of my youth is gone because i can't see them like i used to and she's like what am i missing out on the mind of a child oh and then the dad just walked in and was like y'all are both nuts yeah he's like cut it out dad we did have spider-man star wars and titanic references in this movie which foreshadowed uh the marvel comics acquisition which happened about 10 years later and then the fox and lucas film acquisition which what i read said happened about 20 years later i feel like does disney own fox now yes Okay, so Cody goes to find Jess and Jess has his his face first into a tide pool looking at the ecosystem and all this uh, cool stuff and they kind of make a deal um, like you help me out in biology and I will help you learn how to swim. Real cool, real nice. Yeah. Um, Jess has a whole little uh, spiel about ecosystems in the tide pool, which I was like, that is totally me. Jess is me. <laughs> and just the whole fact that he's like, nerds don't have friends. We have hobbies. Yeah. You're really putting yourself into a box there, buddy. He's so self-aware for a nerd. Like he's put, like they've clearly given him many rules that he's supposed to follow as the character, which to me only means that the movies that came before it, that had this trope of a character for years, decades, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they spelled out like, Oh, you should just say it. Let's just have him say it instead of dancing around the subject that he's supposed to be the nerd, obviously. And then let's say like have him just very self-aware of how it's supposed to work. And it's that, that was, that was endearing to me. I really liked his character for being like, yeah, I'm supposed to get beat up. And like he says to him, he says, yeah. to him, I'm not going to do your work for you unless, of course, you're going to beat me up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, OK, that's fine. Then he's like, I'm not going to beat you up. But he thinks that's his lot in life. And that was that was very sad, but endearing to me that he was just that knowledgeable of the hierarchy or whatever. Yeah. Cartoon like, version of things, you know? Yeah. Like, this is my lane. I'm going to stay in it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, which isn't I obviously how it's supposed to go. But 1999, like that was a joke in itself, like making fun of the fact that the nerd knows where he's supposed to be kind of thing. That's funny. Yeah, completely agreed. Couldn't have said it better. Is so, this um, where he says he has like scales? Like he just notices scales developing on Cody's hands. Is that not yes. in the moment? Okay. Yes. And yes, he says, I've never seen anything like that except on frogs and lizards and stuff. Uh-huh. Frogs have never had scales ever. No. <laughs> that toads don't even have scales and they're bumpy. There's no such thing. So I wonder if this is just the writers of the movie thinking, you know what? At this point, we've got to turn their expectations off of the mermaid thing. 
let's make the audience think that Cody's going to turn into a fucking frog, a frog. <laughs> and see if we fool him for a second. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was weird. Yeah, I think that you are onto something, and I'm proud to say that they didn't fool me. <laughs> yes, yes, Emmy. I'm proud of both of us. Thanks. <laughs> I'm proud of you too, man. I'm proud. Bump it. So Cody goes home because he realizes he's got uh, green, blue eczema. Um, and he's he's kind of just like his mom is checking on him and he's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Why wouldn't everything be fine? He's just spiraling, spiraling. Didn't you hear I, I just said fine? I said it five times, mom. <laughs> fine. I'm the word fine. Yeah, I remember that part. I, I feel like here's. And um, I feel like I'm writing as someone who is not writing for a Disney movie. I think a hilarious joke here would have been, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm just masturbating. Oh, man. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, you, told, you, told, you told them about the second most embarrassing thing going on in your life. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because <laughs> this, I, I do feel like, have you seen Turning Red yet? Yes, I love turning red. Same. So good. And I, I like that it was like a middle school story of like coming into your own body and like not being ashamed of, I mean, like we all went through puberty, like there's nothing shameful about it. And I feel like this almost has like the same kind of feel. They certainly try. Am I stretching? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like they set out, but I feel like they really didn't glue the dots down to make like the analogy work and they okay. try much harder in a couple in a minute but yeah okay my god <laughs> um uh so he's gonna go over to uh jess's house he's gonna go over to the nerd's house so that they can work on their project which is due any day now i'm sure <laughs> um and a dude is like i mean my parents my my dad's weird my dad's weird and uh, Cody's like, everybody's parents are weird, which is absolutely true. I remember as a kid, um, I, for some reason, okay, I couldn't fit into anything at Abercrombie, but that did not stop me from going into that store. And my mom would be like, okay, when I'm ready to leave, I'm going to start dancing and embarrassing you. And I was like, cool. Hey, that is so much fun for me. And so... <laughs> I would go in there because like the music in that store and the the smell of that store was so strong. The music was just like so overpowering. And like, I mean, it was like two minutes and my mom would just be <laughs> like around me, just like trying to, it was like party boy. It was. Yes. So, it was so bad. Oh but yeah. Everybody's parents are weird. Um, I, I enjoyed a couple jokes here. What was your favorite? Um, when Cody says you live here and he's like, oh gosh, no, uh, our luxurious summer house is being renovated. We're just staying here for a little bit while it's finished. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that was a good joke. Jess. More points for Jess. More points for Jess. Yeah. Did you catch a joke here? I didn't catch it. Like if you've got another joke, please tell it because the thing I have to say is about his dad. <laughs> um, somebody... Oh, and now I don't even remember who said it. I think it was, it might've been Cody says that he had a cuttlefish or somebody caught a cuttlefish that looked like Regis. 
Yeah. I just the nineties-ness of that <laughs> statement. Right when Regis was and Regis tried to be iconic forever. That's yeah. the thing about Regis. But my goodness, it it definitely has kind of hit the cusp of uh, how relevant it could be uh, at this yeah. point in 2022. <laughs> hearing the name Regis, I'm like, I know a lot of people who don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was a big my mom watched Kathy Lee and Regis. Regis yeah. and Kathy Lee. That's how it was said. Regis and Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Every morning. Every morning. Regis and he was and so Lee. fun. I remember seeing him as kind of a, a funny guest for David Letterman to have on. My dad was a huge David Letterman fan. So we'd watch oh, okay. a lot of Letterman and Regis. He'd have Regis on and they had like a long running history of always. It, it, it He didn't make any sense to David Letterman because he was so like sarcastic uh, compared to Regis and Regis is so bubbly and happy and, ah, ah. and David Letterman's like do you what are you on like it's just very very <laughs> laid back so it was a perfect like back and forth but uh, what are your notes on the dad here well I was drawn to the fact that okay so Big John's approach could have been way less creepy yes had he, had he just said something like so uh you heard of mermaids but instead he's like did your parents ever tell you about any sea creatures that defy logic? It's like, um, <laughs> can you just spell it out, dude? You're creeping me out. It smells in here, and I want to know my exits instantly. Yeah. But yeah, he just like defy logic, and I was like, come on, man, he's Big so- John, you're not helping yourself. And he wasn't. I still don't think he's getting the villain edit yet. That's the funny part. He, he's creepy, but he's not like. Clearly, I want to harm mermaids. He doesn't have that air yet. He doesn't ever say that. I mean. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he just wants like proof. Yeah, he doesn't want to be thought of as crazy anymore. But he's Mm -hmm. like, he admires them for the most part. He's very enamored with the whole concept. But he's not like, he's not like super villainous. And I think maybe that's to do with the the Disney Channel aspect of it. Maybe, Maybe they're not supposed to have like super scary villains or something. But I was just surprised by this whole, you know, as far as someone who needs to be redeemed in the end, he didn't seem to really stray that far from the the good side of things he just tried a net once and it didn't work out <laughs> and Annette said no yeah. <laughs> he was really intense in this scene and like didn't need to be like it was just i got like ghost vibes almost like he just like came in like like and if somebody was like that man's not actually there i would have been like yeah no he's definitely a ghost because he's so intense my dad's been dead for years yes that's really sad you live in this shack alone (laughs) please can we take you in my god okay so uh, we they're trying to start their their project and uh i mean he's not that smart uh old cody is like what can i do and Jess says, excavate the surrounding topography for indigenous hydrographic species. Which, honestly, kind of a dick move, because you know he doesn't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's constantly clowning Cody, and I, I admire it, because yeah. his status, he feels pinned down. He's been oppressed for a long time. Yeah. And now and he's now like, you he's... know what? <laughs> yeah, you need me, I need you. He's I'm got some flex. power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which, yeah, essentially means dick for seashells. And I'm going to use that for the rest of my life to say we're going to go find some seashells. 
we're at school all of a sudden there's a line a really long line at the water fountain mm-hmm. that like runs the gambit from children to full-grown adults i feel like but it's that is middle, middle school. school yeah i guess no, that's what that it looks is, like yeah that is middle school okay like sixth graders are elementary children true and true. then some and one of, of them our is eighth Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. God damn it. No, you're totally fine, but you are absolutely right. It definitely is. Um, I, I was just thinking the whole time, like there would in my school, there would never have been this many people lined up at a fountain. Someone would have got kicked. You're like, you're taking oh, yeah. this long. Get the get out of here. Go or, like you push their face into it. Yeah, or basketball thrown at their head. Something would have happened <laughs> yeah. bad. And nobody waits that long for water between classes or something one two three go is how we do it at our school when when there's a line um all right so cody goes back home and he's very upfront with his parents he's like guys there is something wrong with me look at this i've got scaly hands like stuff is happening please help me and the mom's like we're not gonna call the doctor we're gonna try some natural medicine which I got some issues with, but did you notice that Cody had a boom box and a TV in his room? Whoa! Like, damn, he's bougie. Freaking spoiled, spoiled tiki uh, tour boat kid. My goodness. Yeah. That, you know I had that a boom kid box. Have a paper rope. I, yeah, I, I know. Box, yeah. But not definitely not a TV. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then he's on a date. Is that a date? With I mean, Sam? he's at, he's with Sam at the carnival, and he's making her hair stand up with static, and he nearly laughs so hard that she gets pissed. She's like, "What's so funny?" And he's like, that, "Like, I don't know how we're supposed to take this scene because it's I like, don't... is this charming? He's just laughing and not explaining, and she's just like, that's not funny. Why are but you he's laughing?'" Not even, he's like, he's like acting laughing and it's acting laughing really bad where he's like (laughs) are you you sure you like this movie i do i love this movie (laughs) uh and then he's on the ceiling and he's like y'all i don't i'm not getting better the doctor comes in and yeah gives him a real stupid diagnosis yeah the, i might oh have skipped God. ahead i apologize no the diagnosis that the doctor gives him after he's like i need your parents to leave the room okay red red flag are they hurting you like i wasn't <laughs> sure what he was gonna say for that but oh but the diagnosis is puberty puberty i okay and i've worked with middle school for a while but i have not had a student climb on my ceiling yet so maybe <laughs> maybe that's on me I think it's like it's clearly the overarching metaphor of the movie or this type of movie is that puberty is the analogy, right? Just like just like turning red. But to so directly call it that and have that not actually solve anything is really weird. You've got puberty, kid. Everybody your age zapping their girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have this whole like little, it's a montage almost of Jess is trying to run all these tests to figure out what in the hell is actually going on. We do have a really, I feel like a sweet part in there where 
Jess is like asking his dad and he's like, you got to tell me everything about mermaids. But before that, like the dad is talking about this photo and he's like, yeah, this guy saw a mermaid and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, but that's definitely a scuba diver. This guy's a wacko. Like, (laughs) and Jess is like, why do you still have this picture then? And he's like, well, I guess it reminds me there's people out there crazier than me. And I don't, I don't know why I like that conversation so much, but I do. I really, it, it's a funny it's way sweet. to cope. It's yeah. interesting. And it, and it's the most we've seen him give a shit about his son and yes. vice versa. Like we really don't get a lot of moments where they're actually playing father and son. They're playing nerd from school and crazy guy. <laughs> and they just happen to live in the same place, which is weird. But this is a moment where we get to see their development. But I, I'm laughing at the research montage where they're like, just holds up a pen and points at things and says nothing. Like his mouth isn't moving. Mm-hmm. He's just pointing at things with a pen. He puts one of Cody's scales in something that it looks like it's supposed to go under a microscope, but he never, they, they couldn't afford to rent a microscope to shoot this movie. So he puts it in the little thing. That's like the little circular. A piece and then he of just, dish. Yeah. He just puts it, it goes <laughs> interesting, very interesting. <laughs> and that's it. They don't take it to look under anything. They couldn't, do they they do later because he he compares it to fish scales and they look exactly the same all right i'll give you that all right all right point movie but uh, (laughs) the fact that i okay the scene where they make any excuses for me (laughs) no 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 no. the the scene where they take the scale off of cody that is a core memory for me that i will like vividly never never forget I don't know. It's gross and I hate it. And I, it lives in my brain rent free forever, but it is there. (laughs) And all this time it was just like oatmeal painted with glitter. And you're like, Oh yeah. But (laughs) even watching it again now, I'm just like, must've hurt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Fair enough. Jess finally says like, dude, you're a merman. Cat out of the bag. Yeah. Weird. Weird conversation. And then he goes home and kind of like tells his parents what's going on, which I enjoyed because it's different. Like Spider-Man never told Aunt May, like, hey, I got bit by a spider. Now I've got superpowers. <laughs> or I can't think of any more examples, but I feel like it's just very <laughs> uncommon <laughs> that something happens and immediately you're like, I'm going to be honest with my parents and let them know, like, this is what's going on with my body. It's true. And he seems kind of wishy-washy. See what I did there? Um, about <laughs> the, the idea of, like, like telling his parents and then not telling them. And then it's it's very back and forth. Like, he can't prove it to them sometimes. And then other times he's like, oh, man, like, I'm not sick, guys. I just, I have this happening, but you won't believe me. And it's like, oh, well, convenient. Your scales aren't here anymore. Uh uh cody's parents have said like you should stay away from water like don't go in the water and he's like well i've got state tomorrow like i've got to go in the water man and um so they're like so you're good not going in the water right and he's like yeah cool i'm not going in the water and then of course leaves and decides to go in the water i can't keep track of whether cody wants to be known as the merman or not like he just his character seems to be very much based on the script's need for him to have feelings about it like half the time he's like oh i don't want anyone to know they'll think i'm a freak 
And then the other time he's like, well, I can't miss the, the state finals. That's yeah. crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. And even, even when he gets there and Jess is like, what, you want to be swimming in a tank on the Jerry Springer show? Also a 90s reference, which I loved. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I quit swimming tomorrow. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, tomorrow. And then he walks away. Also, why is the school, why does the school pool have an underground viewing room? <laughs> okay, okay. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> this just cuts to the coach talking to the rest of the kids. And they're just, they're, they're just a room full of 13 year olds with a man uh, looking at other children through a viewing portal in a dark ass room like i get for a second i was like okay maybe if the light was on it would distract the swimmers but then i'm like no 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 why does this room exist and why is it so dark okay i'll tell you why it was so dark and this is based on my own knowledge of pools and being a swimmer um those rooms are built in some pools um and they are in the absolute depths of the basement like they are not furnished or beautiful or anything they are just there to like i don't know creep (laughs) yeah like what what can you learn from getting a side view that you can't get from getting a slightly higher than side view (laughs) i'm assuming that you could use them to like help perfect technique on certain things um Mm. i know my my college had one for um synchronized swimming and so like they could go under and like make sure that everybody was like doing the right thing underneath the water but like i don't know that was i completely agree with i wrote it down it's a weird 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 ass place to have fucking pep talk and then after after that they come up and out and you can see that it's just cement all over like it's not like a beautiful hallway or anything it's just cement like they're in a gross dingy basement (laughs) Um, and then he gets up to the top and says, whoever touches the f- wall first wins. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Thank you, coach, for that insight <laughs> to how a race works. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl swimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when Jess says, what's the worst that could happen? Picture yourself swimming in a tank on the Jerry Springer show. Jerry Springer wishes they had the budget for a freaking mermaid <laughs> guest. <a> The tank alone would cost more than the salary of all the fake security team of that show. Oh, I completely agree. Um, Okay, so in in swimming, in these like big like state meets, like the big meets. Yeah, um, the ones that actually happened. Yes. They have, and this I feel like is part of the movie that does not get explained whatsoever. I need I need all of the listeners to know that Keith did his hair so wonderfully 90s. And he I, is he is it's so it and it looks good, honestly. But he keeps playing with it and it's I distracting me and I love sorry, it. Sorry. I, no, 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 no. It's it is I've never so, I've never had a mushroom cut in my life, and I'm very I'm very enamored with it, but also confused. I, I don't know what year this is. You're so active with it. I love it. Honestly, I I need you guys to know the level of commitment that Keith went to for this movie. (laughs) His hair looks exactly like Cody's right now. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. 
So these big meets, um, usually like for summer league and stuff, like there was just a person there and like, they would have a stopwatch to tell like your time, like each lane had their own like timer and, but like humans are not perfect and we make errors. And so there's like electronic things. They're called, I think they're called track pads. I don't know what they're called. No, that's what you have on a computer. Touch pads, touch pads. That's it. Um, and they do it in the Olympics too. And so like the person swimming actually physically has to touch the pad hard enough to like stop their time. And it's like down in the water. And so when Cody causes the scoreboard to like explode and stuff, it's because of the touch pad ah. and the electronics that are in the water. And I feel like anybody who's not a swimmer or has never done any of that would have no fucking clue about that. And just you be were- like, why? Why is the scoreboard blown up? You were expecting me to say something like, how did he not fry all those middle schoolers to death when his electricity powers happened with that weird cable that was right next to the wall? Oh, no. <laughs> That's I'm, what I was thinking. I'm I was pretty sure. Why? But because, you know, that makes sense. Because water conducts electricity. I'm pretty sure he should have fried all the other middle schoolers, everyone's, too. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Just like the Titanic. Oh my God. Full circle. (gasps) King of the world. And then child murderer. Really? (laughs) Now, if this, uh, yeah, obviously this was on the Disney channel and not HBO, or we'd have another, we'd have like a red wedding situation on our hands but with electricity. (laughs) When it happened in the movie, I was honestly wondering why is that cable there? Why is any of this happening? why am I watching this? But then when it happened, like I get <laughs> I now that you explained what the, the pads where they have to stop their time. It does make more sense. now. Thank yeah. you. Uh, thanks. I do what I can. <laughs> I guess who I is. <laughs> we didn't talk about the fact that Sam was like, Oh my God, you're a freak. And so I can't date you anymore. You freak. This is too much for me. I'm a 13 year old. She needs to get that framed photo back from him ASAP and give it to Sean because she is weak. She's too weak a character to understand <laughs> the, the trials and tribulations of a 13 year old merman. She needs to just stop acting like she can handle it because she clearly can't. Sam sucks until the script says that she doesn't and she's cool again. And she does. And that does happen. <laughs> Which is uh, within like minutes. I mean, it's wild. So, dude, he wins his race, right? Finally beats fucking Sean because fuck you, Sean, you suck. Beat Sean and he's like holding his hands up and he's got his uh, finny fins on his arms and everybody sees them and he puts his jacket on real quick and he runs outside in his Speedo and jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Odd, odd outfit choice. But okay, go off, sis. It's okay. He's trying to, he's Donald Duck in it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, not even Donald Duck yet. I don't know who does that. <laughs> if Donald Duck was wearing a speedo, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. That's a terrible Donald Duck impression. Pretend I, I'm editing that. Out. I thought I'm that was your cat. Out. I thought that I, was your cat. I think I have a better cat impression than I do a Donald Duck impression, and I'll try my best. And it's purely from the the Inspector Gadget television. The cartoon, if you okay. remember, did you watch that? Or do you? I watched a couple of the episodes. <laughs> it's the Doctor Claw moment where he says, "Okay, I'll get you next time, Gadget." 
Okay. And that's about all I got. It's, I'm going to edit that out because I think I had too much spit in my gullet to have that sound <laughs> enough like a cat. So, call it a gullet. Oh, sorry. In a my, gullet. in my, in, in my, cheek, in my cheek space. <laughs> my cheek gullet. sides, my gutters, the gutters of my face, <laughs> the sides to my bowling lane. That is my mouth. We're moving on. All right. <laughs> please don't edit that out, please. Well, what do you think, Kat? Does it sound like you? She's licking her fucking tail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, let me try good. one more time. Let me try one more time. I think it sounded spot on. Ow. Wow. It's not. Wow. Don't. No, that's amazing. It was uh, Dr. Claw's cat. So you got to remember, this is a cat that's taken a lot of abuse from just the petting alone. It's a claw. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> I, that sounded like Inspector Gadget's Nemesis's cat. Nemesis's? Nemesis's. Nemesis I, sure. <laughs> the cat of his nemesis. His no, nemesis. Right. <laughs> nemesis. Oh, no. Nemesis. <laughs> But I don't know how to add a plural uh, ownership on that. But it's nemesis. not plural. It's his nemesis. It's his. <laughs> it's <laughs> Cody. Cody gets picked up by his parents. The mom is wearing a real funky '90s sweater. Real funky. Oh, it's yeah. got. She wears it a looks couch. Like, yeah, it looks like you can't throw up on it. Almost like it's like um, wow. I hope that's cat's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam fainted because she saw yeah. she's because she's weak. She's weak, Emmy. As okay, a character. Misogyny. <laughs> I don't mean women are weak. Sam is a weak her her or what's it called? Her uh constitution. Oh, see, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, uh, sometimes when I see a fish, I do faint. <laughs> no, they take him back to the, the house and Sam's there and they're just like, yeah. We don't know how to tell you this, but he's a fucking merman. <laughs> and then she faints. Anyway, and then she leaves because, like, what are you, what are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> Cody goes to school. He confronts Sean. Sean confronts him. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like you said, Jess is like, what, if you guys fight each other, what am I supposed to do between periods? <laughs> I love that. I love that line. It's one of my favorite moments of Jess's. And then he the like teacher. just saved the movie for me. But the teacher, yeah. you were gonna bring up the teacher too? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, because, I yeah. just I laughed so hard at the teacher. This is the uh, first of all, this is the first time we've ever seen this teacher, right? Yeah. They've had other teachers in the movie. Uh-huh. And now here's a brand new one, which is realistic, but I feel like he ad-libbed because it felt too real compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the script. He walks up, he's like, here's a stupid question. Is yes. there a problem here? And then they just, I was like, that's the most realistic fucking teacher. <laughs> I loved it. Because then one of them walks away and the teacher is going, sweet, I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, cool. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Summer, summer break. Go home. <laughs> summer vacation. <laughs> I don't want to write anybody else up. Okay. I'm manifesting yeah. that right now. <laughs> yeah. Go become a mermaid or some shit. Yeah. Get out of my face. Stupid question. Is there a problem here? <laughs> I love that. Such a good line. I feel like he was told your line is, is there a problem here? And he, as maybe a real teacher, 
just walked up and said an ad libbed and I kept it in. I think that happened. This also says, like, it could be worse. You could be half slug <laughs> instead of half fish. True. Oh. That would be worse. And that is, that might be a movie I would have said, Emmy, I'm not watching this. <laughs> if it was about a 13-year-old boy, slug. A boy slug. A boy slug. And he's like, I, got, I still got lightning powers because who gives a shit about ideas? But... <laughs> But he's from Boston. Uh, I'm a slug, and I'm from Boston. <laughs> yeah, I'm wicked, a slug man. Wicked slug powers. Don't worry about it. Um. Okay. So, oh, all right. Wrapping up, just the whole movie. Sam comes back. Yeah. And for some reason, Cody feels compelled to say he's sorry for nothing that is his fault. <laughs> And his mom comes back, which <sighs> I have an issue when parents don't talk in movies, yeah. like at all. Yeah. In Entangled, the king and the queen have no lines. There's oh, no really? no voice actors. Oh, yeah. And I've that. seen Tangled 142 times. I love Tangled. It's been a long time. I loved it. And they don't talk. Damn. Um, but also the mother here doesn't talk yeah it's insinuated that she um it's implied that she speaks telepathically in the end but yeah maybe she's unable to speak human english yeah or human language (laughs) speak human maybe she maybe she just thinks and then can communicate in their language but she does seem to communicate with the mom through stairs yes yes um, which is very uh alarming she does a lot of staring yeah yes i okay all right now that you've said that i because i was just like what like they just stared at each other telepathic is a thing and yeah, they, well they high five too there's like a beam of light him and cody and his mom his birth mom high five under the water yeah stuff is that the part we're at <laughs> well I, I i think i completely skipped the whole part that um Fuck so that john okay. john is trying i skipped it it was my fault <laughs> I was real mad about the fact that parents don't speak in movies. <laughs> birth birth parents. Don't yeah. Speak no, in movies. yeah. Seriously. Um, so John's trying to catch the mermaid to prove that mermaids are real, right? Yeah. That's he just wants to be proved sane. Okay. Yeah. Got that big old net. And he and like he's like he's captured. This is the part where he's captured Cody. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, he has Cody on the boat. Cody on the boat as, as a, pours as a, a bit of water on him. Yeah. That's and then, nice of him. And then uh, the, the mom comes after Cody and he tries to catch the mom. Yeah. And uh, Jess, who Cody didn't teach shit about swimming, jumps in the water to save the mom, which is amazing since Cody literally did not get in the water with Jess at all. Yeah. <laughs> Taught him nothing. Didn't say like, okay, now we're gonna blow bubbles. It's like, oh shit, I can swim now. Yeah, and I can cut through nets and do complicated things while swimming. Yep, totally fine, but not for long. Because once he cuts the the net, the net gets dislodged from the boat and starts dragging Jess underwater. So Dad jumps in the water to try and find jess yeah 
but is looking around on top of the water. Uh, dude, he's not up there. You will not find him up there. <laughs> Does it, I don't think that dad puts his head underwater once. No, he just swims around in circles. He's like, Jess, Jess, Jess. And then good old Cody has his hero moment. Because the mother, by the way, the mer- the mermother did not give a shit about no. saving Jess at all. No. She's like, oh, you freed me? Thanks. Peace. And she Deuces. Just <laughs> Deuces. You think mermaids give a shit about humans? Uh, nope. Anyway, nope. yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, Cody has to go and show his swimming strengths and jump in there and save Jess, which is very sweet that they get that moment. Yeah, I feel like we just went off the rails because we didn't want to talk about the fact that the nerd dies for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So much so that he's like, oh, mouth to mouth ain't working. CPR ain't working. Okay, let's I'll finally use my shock ability. (laughs) My electric power. Yeah. And, and the funniest thing about this to me was that he does it. And he's like, okay, this isn't going to hurt at all, Jess. And he does it. And the music builds and it doesn't work the first time. <laughs> he has to do it twice. And I'm like, damn it, Disney Channel. What are you doing? Like, just make it work the first time. You don't need more suspense in this moment. Anyway. I also, I don't. Okay. So I was a lifeguard for quite a few years before I went to college. and a couple of summers while I was in college. And like one of the first things that they tell you when you're, when you're going to use the defibrillator, like if you are, are giving uh nothing else or like doing chest compressions, whatever. Yeah. They can be in a huge puddle of water. Fine. That's cool. But if you're going to use the AED, you need to move them out of the water because uh, <laughs> you're going to electrocute them. <laughs> That is essentially what the whole process is, right? Mm-hmm. Just electric shock without the therapy. I don't even know. I don't know. Small doses. Yeah, and I don't know that the way that they showed it, the movie would work. Little but... dabble, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? At least it does work. At least uh, we still got Jess because that would have been that would have been really really upsetting can you imagine yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they killed off one of the kids in the disney kids movie yeah fucked yeah that'd be like uh uh, uh what's the movie with macaulay culkin um Rich, my uh, girl my, my girl he dies from a bee sting you yeah, find okay. out the whole movie and he dies off camera this character is just dead the next day or something and she's met she's forced to deal with that because he talked about being uh, allergic to bees earlier in the movie, and then suddenly he's gone. And it's like, what the? But that shit ain't going to be on Disney Channel. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie, but I did know that already. Like, right? you know how like the endings of movies just get like revealed. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. My fiance knows the entirety of all the Lord of the Rings movies because of Tumblr. Yeah. This is. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you've seen that, have you? Yeah, saw the gif. Oh god, well, fuck. So the movie, the movie ends with what we have already talked about, where he's like, I have to go with my mom. Yeah. And then the mom's like, but you're the adoptive mom, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, but you're my child. Like I, <laughs> but you're mine. And then has a glance and looks into the ocean at the mer moms. 
yeah. eyes. Yeah. And then it's like, it's okay. She has promised to have you back by the beginning of school next year. Which so. makes no sense. Can no. I be the first? To say? He, there's nothing indicating that he's going to be able to shift back and forth from merm person to real person. To to, to there's no, no. They're not going to. They don't have that Jerry Springer money where they can afford to put a tank in every freaking ninth <laughs> grade classroom. They can't do that. They're not going to wheel him around. He's not coming back. It doesn't make sense. My favorite part is still the fact that Cody's dad slash Uncle Joey says. She's beautiful. <laughs> Your wife's right next to you. She's 50 yards away. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> I if if mermaids had some sort of power where they could walk amongst humans, like I guess maybe after their 13th year when yeah. they turn into mermaids or whatever. Yeah. Why wouldn't his mom come to find him? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but you know what? Is that, is that why she had to give him up? She was so hurt by the fact that they just, this human couple took away her child when they were one or zero. And uh, she's like, come back. I can't go on land nor speak any language. And uh, I'm going to look like a crazy flipping thing. And that man's going to catch me and not be thought of as crazy. So that's good for him, I guess. But I can't follow you. And then you find out, oh, the whole thing is, I guess it's fine. He can come back to high school and be human on land and mermaid in the water. I don't know. The inference of that ending is riddled with loopholes. Oh, yeah. I really wish that we would have gotten uh, the 13th year, too. The (laughs) The 14th year. I'm really upset we didn't, honestly. <laughs> Wait, so do you think that the mom, the mermom, gave up her child willingly or? No, no. I think the mermom made a real dumb decision to distract the man who was looking for the mermaid by waving at him so that he would crash and then she could go back and get that kid when she could have just dove deeper. Because they can both swim, uh-huh. they can both breathe underwater. She could have just dove deep, but it's all—it's the script. It's the script. Whatever, you know. <laughs> it it's like let it, it happen. It doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it, it makes it makes me happy a little bit, honestly. The whole movie makes me happy. The funny thing to me is the mer mom telepathically says to the adoptive mom, I'll, "I'm going to take care of him for the summer." Um, she's never raised a 13 year old boy. She's going to be so pissed off that I bet they last two weeks. She's like, he leaves his shells everywhere. I'm done. I'm done. And she spits him back up on the shore and he's like, damn it. And then Jess is just sitting there looking at cuttlefish or whatever. And he's like, yeah, my mom hates me too. Because we never see Jess's mom. Is that because she hates her son? Yeah. We've never seen her before. (laughs) Yeah. My mom. That's that's a perfect beginning of the 14th year, if you ask me. (laughs) Rated R version. Cody getting spit out of the water. Being like, yeah, my mom fucking hates me too, man. (laughs) 
I I have to say this, but the final like absolute kicker from uh Jess is I finally make a friend and then he turns into a fish. So typical. Yeah. <laughs> Jess knocks it out of the park, honestly. That's the best <laughs> best character in the movie, easily. Um yeah, couldn't get enough of Jess. And he, like I say, like he gets made fun of the other, the other people I've seen make uh, or talk about this movie on YouTube, especially was um, Brutal Moose uh, reviews, which does like brutal foods as well, which he's fucking hilarious, ridiculous editor. And then the other one is Amanda the Jedi. And the two of these two YouTubers talk about this movie. They grew up with this movie. They might've been the same age as you uh, and, and watched it a billion times and never looked at it as an adult, but they, yeah, they, they bring up the fact that, uh, Jess is kind of like this this savior of the movie uh, because of the lines he's given and how in, in enjoyable his character is. And I agree. He's the best. Yes, I agree as well. It is. This is Jess's movie and Cody and Sam are just living in it. For sure. For and sure. And not living their best lives at all. All right. So I have I have two questions for you before we we end this okay. with the only credits name I have left because we talked about the other two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So um, prediction, how much money do you think it costs to make this movie? Oh my God. Um, with that big CG uh, diving scene at the end where clearly it was in front of a green screen, I would say probably... Four hundred thousand. Oh no! Is I way over? No, or way under? <laughs> oh no! It was a five million was their budget, and apparently they went way over that. <laughs> they they went over five, over oh five God. million. They were allowed to go. They they were only allowed five, and they went over. And they went over. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, when you turn 13, if you were able to choose what mythical creature you turned into, which one would it be? I honestly, I was, I, I, I was going to say I was a Taurus, but no, I've always been a Taurus. I found something very interesting about bulls and I was really excited about that green bull in multiverse of madness. Not that we're going to get into that movie, but I have loved minotaurs. I think they're cool as hell. If it was a back and forth changing thing, it would be sweet. I would love a movie about that. And it would be cool to turn into a minotaur every now and then. Um, okay. But I would not want to permanently be a minotaur. That Don't get me wrong. That is sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I love the color red. So. Just a constant bull in a china shop kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, this apartment would be even shittier than it is. You were bigger, yeah, and, bull- and bullier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I was if I was full of bull, I'd be I'd be dangerous. What's yours? I feel like I I resonate with this movie so much because <laughs> I wanted I still want to be a mermaid. <laughs> I I have always loved Little Mermaid. I have loved mermaids forever. I I would be a mermaid. It explains you- a lot. Explains why you picked this movie and why you resonated with it for so long. It does make sense. I feel like I grew up swimming and I grew up with a pool, but I did not. 
look at myself as like a frog boy or like a fish boy or anything like that. It was never going like, man, I gotta be a, I gotta be a mermaid, but I get, I get why someone would. It's very fun to swim. I miss it. You miss swimming? You can swim I miss it. just being it's in the water all the yet. time. No, nah, it's true. It's not illegal yet. No, me and my fiance every now, like if we go to a hotel and on like a vacation or something, we, we find out if it has a pool before we book the room. We're okay. like, we want to swim together. And there is a local pool that things since the norm since the the world's becoming normal again where we are doing more public swimming so it's a blast to do so yeah i do i love i love swimming i love being in water i like pools better than lakes better than oceans yeah because oceans have sharks and sharks suck my biggest fear fair (laughs) it's fair like 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 bigger than death I'm more afraid of sharks than I am of death. What do you What do you think the sharks gonna do if not kill you? Uh, Aim you and leave you alive still, but you're like that sounds worse. I just don't. I don't want to come face to face with a shark. <laughs> they, beady, beady eyes. You don't know what they're thinking. They're just like, I am a big old mouth machine. Just da 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 da. da. I got those black eyes like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Jaws. You seen Jaws? I've seen Jaws. That's in that. <laughs> like a like a doll's eyes. Is that freaky? Was that too close to the microphone? No, I loved it. <laughs> no, I, I've seen Jaws multiple times, and that it definitely sounds familiar, and it sparked like a like an animalistic fear in me. <laughs> the first least- time I saw Jaws, my aunt put it on while we were at Hilton Head, and I was like, cool. <laughs> That's dope. I'm not going in the water at all. <laughs> there. Now that that because of its lack of, and it's a huge theory in in monster movies or like the horror movies in general, don't show the monster that much. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't show Jaws that much until the last like third of maybe even half hour of the movie. And then it was like, holy shit. And uh, as much trouble as they had making or having that big mechanical shark work on set, it worked in their favor because it did not ruin the, it didn't jump the shark as they say. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if Cody, like if we did like a versus like <laughs> Cody and his mom versus Jaws, who would win? Jaws. Jaws, yeah, the, 100, Jaws the shark. 100%. 100%. Keith? I have had an absolutely fantastic time <laughs> talking about a movie that is near and dear to my heart and was really far away from yours. <laughs> um, I do you have any any final thoughts about the thirteenth year? When you turn thirteen, everyone goes through this. Mm-hmm. I think that's the important thing to take away is everyone goes through the moment where you realize that you're adopted and that you were actually the kid <laughs> of a mermaid and that you have lightning powers and that you stick to walls and that your friend is actually cooler than you, despite what everybody thinks at school. This movie tells the tale of every child at that age. And I yes. am proud to say I watched it and got to the end. <laughs> That is what I'll say. Okay. I I could not say it better myself. It is, yeah, it is a coming of age story <laughs> and something that all of my middle schoolers go through. <laughs> 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 it's, 
uh, right around December, we have water day and any of the kids that don't turn into mermaids, we mock. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what are you fucking weirdos? <laughs> well, you guys heard my uh, wonderful intro, which was basically all of our socials are Avengers podcasts. Um, you can find merch at avengerspodcast.com slash shop um or avengerspodcast.com if you want to read more about us or what we're doing or i don't know just like websites i mean collect them or something um and we do have a patreon and you can find us at patreon.com slash avengers podcast or leave us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice we do like when you guys leave a comment with that rating because it does help us make the show better thank you so much for tuning in while we're doing this whole summer break thing um keith i want to thank you specifically because you are here uh helping me hold down the fort um hold down the the tent while we're at the beach um let the people know where they can find you and your art oh man you can find me at keith zonders with a z at sorry with a z (laughs) on instagram or you can find me as film critter with a k on twitter um for the most part uh if you listen to the avengers podcast you will already have heard my voice and know where to find me if you so choose um but yeah i'll have my own podcast soon enough with my friend liz about the starting with the national lampoons vacation movies uh so we will see how that goes uh very soon but that won't probably be until about mid-june as it's hard to get those ducks in a row as i'm sure emmy knows (laughs) yeah what <laughs> yeah tricky it's tricky running a podcast it's weird no i i well i don't run it i brandon knows probably better than <laughs> i do but these last the last uh or this episode at least it was it could not have done it without keith so thank you so much for oh. being here please check him out and please follow him on all of the socials and whenever that podcast comes out i'll make a big a stink i'll make yes. a big stink about it and it's we'll gonna, gonna smell <laughs> and we'll, re- we'll retweet that smell <laughs> thank so you get as far as possible yes so uh thank you guys so much for being here with us um on this summer vacay episode uh i do have a credits name yes it is not a good one the kid who plays sean Mar- marshall i'm keith i'm sorry so we've got Tim, red, red, wide. Is that the one? Yeah, his, his <laughs> name is just Tim Red Wine. <laughs> and because this was a straight-to-TV movie, I couldn't find anything better. Because the, the credits were like, it was like everybody who was in the movie, and then like four more. And that was it. <laughs> And then they're like halfway through the credits, they got a trailer for the 13th year. <laughs> for the 14th year. <laughs> if you enjoyed the 13th year, buckle up and bring your trunks. Cause here comes the 14th year. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the Disney Channel to cut them off halfway <laughs> through the credits. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that 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 wraps us up. Yeah. 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 These are hard to end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to do it either. How does any, any final words? Get a VHS to enjoy this movie in its in its true form. Like via VAC VCR is what they call them. <laughs> get, a, get a VCR and check check this shit out. Yeah. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. That's important shit. Thumbs up. You can't see it, but both me and Emmy are giving, giving each other the thumbs up. Yeah, I don't know how the whole thing <laughs> what happens next. I'm gonna cut it now. <laughs>